Zach Lowe hints that Patrick Williams could want $20 million, plus Brian Windhorst says that DeMar DeRozan could end up on the trade block. We're going to talk about that, plus dive a little bit into the mailbag, all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we got Zach Lowe saying that he has heard that Patrick Williams wants a sizable contract extension. And then in that same hinted that it started with a two and it's not 20 million. Now, here's what I'll say with that, right? There is no way in hell that I believe that it, that Patrick Williams wants a $200 million contract extension. I've seen you guys over the last 24 plus hours really reacting to this. And let's keep in mind, this is around the time of year that ESPN and it, like their their guys start doing the type of rumor mill to try to start generating some uh, some interest in some of the things that they're doing. I don't believe this at all. Patrick Williams seems like a very level headed person, even just as so recently talking about that he wants the player, the, the coaching staff to stay on top of him. That isn't a twenty million dollar player. I'm sorry, two hundred million dollar player. So there's no way in the world that I believe this. And But, you know, for the interest of the conversation, I will talk about what if that is true? What if Patrick Williams and his agent do want a contract or are targeting a contract extension of upwards of $20, $200 million? Here's what I'll say with that. That's when you got to let the motherfucker walk. I'm just going to be plain and frank with you guys on that one, right, as I clean my glasses. If Patrick Williams comes to the table with his agent and say, we want $200 million, that's when you say, go out, find your own deal out in the free agent market. And we'll match it, right? There's no way that Patrick Williams gets that amount of money on the free agent market, on the open market, negotiating with other teams. There's no way. like, And that's not to say that Patrick Williams still isn't a talented guy that still has tons of potential. But you don't pay $200 million for a player that has barely averaged 10 points per game over the course of their NBA career. That's asinine. And why you can believe, and this front office can believe, all in the, the potential of Patrick Williams that there is, there's still a hell of a lot of, of potential in Patrick Williams despite some knee-jerky Bulls fans' reaction to things, there is absolutely still potential in Patrick Williams, but it's not $200 million worth of potential. He hasn't shown it, right? And one could say, well, has he been in a position to show it even if he does have that skill set? And okay, granted, maybe you can make an argument for that. But I think even in the utmost, right, when you're looking at a player that lost his starting position twice last year, and at some points it was a better, the Bulls had a better point differential with a 6'3 point guard out there playing power forward you cannot make the excuse, the argument, or anything that you are a $200 million player. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. You got Tory Craig on this team. You got young Julian Phillips on this team who shows a lot of potential. There is not a world in which I think that the, that the front office would pay $200 million for Patrick Williams. And if they are, they're fucking idiots. I'm just going to be quite frank on that, right? You guys know, I cut it to you real here at Chicago Bulls Central. So as much as I still do believe in Patrick Williams, as much as I still like Patrick Williams, and as much as I do think Patrick Williams being on a different team that, you know, he wasn't the third option would really, you know, be scoring more because a lot of Bulls fans just look at scoring, but maybe even had had gotten more development reps to really kind of be a more consistent player. I do believe some of that, but you don't pay $200 million for that. You pay $200 million for a player that despite their place in the in the in the lineup as far as shots that despite 
that wherever they're lining up, that they show you something every single night and have at least somewhat dominated their position. If we were talking about a Patrick Williams that, heck, even made first all-team defense in his role here, that would be a different story. If we talked about a Patrick Williams that somehow made the 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 all-star game in some stretch of the imagination over their first four years in the, in the league, that's when you can start having that type of conversation. But for a player right now, that where they are in their career, like I said, they have not even averaged more than 10 points per game in a single in a season. To me, there is no way in hell you can pay a player like that $200 million. And even the, the $20 million contract extension that we heard, that, you know, I look at that as like what that means towards the percentage of the cap it is now with where the league is going. That even then was a little bit of an iffy question, right? And so I really do hope, and I, while I'm filing this away as as bullshit, to be quite honest with you, I don't care who it comes, I don't care how respected Zach Lowe is, I'm not believing any of this shit. Regardless of all of that, I'm, if, if that's really what him and his agent are going to come to the negotiating table with, not only is he not going to get the, Monday's the deadline, right? They got to get a contract extension done by end of day Monday. And there is no way in hell that the Chicago Bulls should come up to that point of giving that type of contract out to Patrick Williams. I'm, I'm sorry. It, it just, it isn't. When you look at a player like Kobe White, right, and what he got this offseason, you can't, you cannot, in my opinion, pay, play Patrick Williams $200 million when Kobe got what he got. That's just where I sit at it right now, where Vooch got what he got, right? You can't do that. In my opinion, you can't do that. So I really do hope that this is just all noise like I really do think it is and I truly believe it is because if they, if they, remotely they're coming to the table with something like that and that is where they're starting off, I get you want to start high and maybe negotiate down so you can feel like you're, you're meeting at the middle on something, but no, no. And But I, I want to be clear. I do not believe it. Um, Patrick Williams, like I said, seems like a very self-aware and level-headed guy. I don't believe in any in any stretch of the imagination that him and his agent are going to be asking for $200 million. I personally don't believe it. You guys can let me know what you think on that down below. But with the the Bulls rumors that kicked up Friday night, right, and I'm dropping this mailbag late, um, is, is Brian Windhorst listing DeMar DeRozan as a potential trade candidate if he doesn't sign an extension with the Chicago Bulls? Now, keep in mind, the Chicago Bulls have until, I believe, June 30th to lock up. That's before the start of free agency this upcoming summer to lock in DeMar DeRozan to a contract extension. And the way that I kind of got the vibe from what Windhorst said and, and, and it came out was that it was almost painted as if they don't reach a contract extension by the start of the season or by the trade deadline. And I don't necessarily think that is. Now, I will say this, right? I, I will say that much like I like to talk about both sides of things, I don't think that the Bulls are just going to move tomorrow if they just don't have a contract extended by the trade deadline. But I do think that there is a world in which that could happen, right? Depending on how far are they away in talks, where are the Chicago Bulls at, at by the trade deadline, right? Those are big factors I think that would play into it on if you decide to move DeMar DeRozan or not. And I think ultimately it comes down to what is the vision that you see from the team? Does Julian Phillips make a huge step up? Does Patrick Williams take a step? Does Kobe White take a step, right? We've seen over the course of the preseason, it really does seem like DeMar is trying to buy into the fact of let other people go off. I'm going to pick my spots. And that's great. That's great for the Bulls. That's great for the longevity of DeMar. That's great for everything. And if that's the case, right, and let's say we make it towards the trade deadline and Pat is going more or being more effective, being more efficient, being more aggressive consistently, you just see like, hey, hey, potentially let's move him to the three, bring in Julian Phillips at some point to the four or on a lot, bit him right, which I think may be the part that we all have to look at in this as well as like, what do the Bulls really see for the future of Bitum, right? So there's all that type of questions going into this. And I think 
I'm not saying that the Bulls may not trade tomorrow, and I know that some Bulls fans are going to get sent in a tizzy because you say that, and I know you're going to say, but you can't trade tomorrow. Look at what he means for the young guys, the same young guys that you guys are complaining haven't taken a step. Dalen hasn't taken a step. P. Will, you guys complain about P. Will every single day and every single episode and every single post and every single game, right? So these are the guys that that DeMar is taking under his wing that we're now saying, hey, we can't let him go because of mentorship. Do not, do not get me wrong, right? DeMar is a great role model and a great leader for teams as far as how to get your work done, how to always add to your game, how to stay healthy, how to those type of things. The mentality that DeMar has, I would love to put that mentality in a Patrick Williams, in a Julian Phillips, in everybody, every young player that we have, right? But you got to start asking yourself, is whatever that number is for DeMar that him and his agent want, right, and how far they're willing to back down off of it, it really comes down to the success that the team is having with DeMar and how they project that future to go. So, you know, it's it could be an interesting trade deadline for the Chicago Bulls. You know they got the disabled player exception. Still got part of our mid-level exception. We now have an open roster spot on top of all of that. We got easily movable contracts that we did not have around the trade deadline last year. And we got a player like DeMar who, very well, a team could want to make a move for him if it seems like the Bulls aren't going to lock him in so they can go ahead and negotiate a contract extension and lock him in there. So there's a lot of that going around, and I think the Bulls would be remiss not to be listening to offers, again, depending on where they are. If this thing with the Bulls roster hits off like, like, like it seems like they have confidence that it will, and the Bulls are, for some reason, five, ten games above 500, and that comes to fruition, that changes some things then for the team, right? But it ultimately comes down to whatever that team is by that trade deadline and where we're sitting in the standings. And I think you, you, if at that point the Bulls are still one of these teams that are middling, struggling to even get in that playing area, if they're sitting around the 10th, 11th seed, to me, at that point, you may look to bring some assets back and see what you can get for DeMar out in the open market. So it really comes down to those factors for the Chicago Bulls. It's not going to be an easy decision by any stretch of the imagination. I want to be clear on that. It's not going to be easy. But, you know, it, it, when it comes down to it, AK and Eversley have tough decisions to make on a couple of different things going on in this roster. And so we'll end up seeing where that falls. But, you know, I'm not too shocked to hear, that, you know, trade rumors around DeMar. I just... Like I said, it just kind of got painted in the light to me that it meant like if they don't reach a contract extension ASAP where they have all this time, they literally have until the, the till midnight that the, the trade deadline starts. So, um, I mean, even before then, I think the not trade deadline, free agency market opens to think it's like, what is it, like 3 p.m.? So they have until 2.59 p.m., which is basically when we re-sign Vooch. So, you know, we'll end up seeing with that. But when you look at the Bulls' preseason data, right, we talked about the changes made for the Chicago Bulls, right? So now we have the rankings of where they ranked in the preseason. And these aren't, aren't too promising. I'm just going to be frank on you on that one. The offensive rating for the Chicago Bulls is 105. That ranked 21st. The defensive rating was 109.3. That ranked 27. We had a net negative of 3.7, which ranked 23rd in preseason. An offensive rebounding rate of 4, uh, I'm sorry, of 33.7%, which ranked 4th in the NBA in preseason. A free throw rate of 18.7, which was dead last. Um, so that's that's a, that's a concern there. Um, uh, percentage of shots from three, uh, we ranked, uh, at, we had a, a 34.5. So there you go on that one. That's definitely an increase for the Chicago Bulls. Points in the paint, 46, was tied for 18th overall. And fast break points, 12.8, was tied for 27th. Now, here's the thing. It's not the greatest sample size, but we know with the over the preseason for the Chicago Bulls, we played a lot of minutes for a lot of players that will not be in the rotation for the Chicago Bulls in second half of the game. So I'm not going to hold on that to that too much, but I did want to put those numbers out since we had them. 
you guys can do with it what you will. I'm sure, especially some of the sea, uh, the, the the sky is falling. Bulls fans are going to definitely take that and run with it into a negative space, especially casual Kelder. But, you know, it is what it is there. But it's mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get to the voicemails for today. This first one, this one's from Big O. Don't worry, Hayes. It's Big O, man. Hope you feel better, man. Sound like me a few months ago. I had to call in, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Man, I'm 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 a little 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 hurt to see Javante go, man. Uh, I thought it'd be a I thought it, we had a good chance of seeing a Javante and Tory Craig some type of lineup because I just think that they them two guys are similar, even though Craig is a little bit you know uh uh you know bigger or whatever uh pause, but <laughs> but you know Tory Craig just being able to you know guard power forward legit power forwards with what you know what he brings. I just thought with them two guys running out there running cranes that caused a lot of havoc, uh, you know, seeing that Dale and Terry, but like he probably won't get a ton of minutes this year on the, uh, you know, on the varsity squad. So I thought maybe uh, Javante can get in, come in and play a part. So yeah, we'll see how that, that work out with him and Golden State, man. Hopefully, uh, that work out for him. But, um, Kobe White, um, uh, my thoughts on Kobe White, you know, I called in before I told you the questions around the point guard position. They they legit. But the thing is, we know what Javon brings. He's a safety valve. You know what I mean? But, you know, we know we can we can win 40-plus games with Javon and Torrey Craig in the lineup. But it's P-Will and Kobe that can make the difference from this team being a top six, top five, four seed versus a play-in team. You know what I mean? Craig and Javon, they help this team get – to the playoffs, at least through the play-in. But Kobe and Pat can have this team absolute, absolutely rolling in a major way if those guys are developing. And so I, I, this is one play I give Billy Donovan before. He giving Kobe the keys and, and saying, it's yours, it's, yours, it's your spot until you mess it up. And my thinking of that is that he deserves it. You're absolutely right. So when you think about Kobe, we both know, we all know that he's not a real point guard, right? But if you look out west to what the Phoenix Suns did, granted three different higher-level players and Bill, Booker, and KD, they're not running a legit point either. You know what I mean? They're saying that, hey, we're going to implement a good system. We trust that KD and Booker is unselfish enough. We've seen them do it. It's six, five, six, seven assists a game. You know, not probably average it, but there'll be nights where Booker will be over six or six. There'll be nights where KD over six or six. And there'll be nights where, where Bill over five, six or six. So what we're hoping is that it's point guard by committee with DeMar, Zach, and uh, Kobe. You know what I mean? It won't be a legit one guard, one point guard, but they all can help out and play a role and be unselfish. Javante Green, here's what I'll say. Like, and I get it, and I'm going to say this as Bulls fans, I love Javante Green, right? And do I wish that Javante was still on this roster? Yes. But at some point, you have to make some changes. And I'm sorry, to open up the future for the Chicago Bulls, you have to open up roster spots. And I would much rather, that's my personal opinion, have Julian Phillips on this roster potentially getting those minutes than Javante Green. I just would. I, I'm, I, because I, I look at Julian Phillips as somebody who's actually part of the future for the Chicago Bulls. Not to say that Javante's over the hill or anything like that, but when you have the injury concern, he's going to have to fight his way. Like, let's keep in mind, the Warriors brought him back, waved him so he can go to the G League, right? And they want to see that. To me, that's not, I, I'm not, the Bulls have enough projects and, and, and potential injury concerns and all that. Like, if the Bulls would have been able to sign him outright to the G League team, cool, what, you know, what it, whatever it is at that point. But at this point, at some, 
you have to pivot and start looking towards players that you think are going to start being part of your future, and you have to actually start playing those players in meaningful time. And so I'm not saying that that's going to come necessarily for Julian Phillips this year, but when I look at Julian, I do see a player that is a mix between Javante and Derrick Jones Jr., and I would much rather have that on the roster, even if we don't start seeing the fruition for that until next season. But I like that. And Torrey Craig, you also brought in Torrey Craig, who has more legit size, can stretch the floor a little bit more, a better point of attack defender, which Javante is still a, a hell of a defender himself, right? So that that's kind of the things that I look at. I'm not I'm not too down on the fact that Javante isn't brought back to the team. Personally, I would have loved him because he's a Chicago Bulls type player. But when you're looking at the roster, looking at this team, a team that tries to avoid the luxury tax, it is what it is there. Now, as far as the la- the second point of your voicemail. The, the P. Will and Kobe uh, White making the difference. I completely agree with that. That is why I have a couple of videos now talking about how important it is that they really come into that starting lineup and be the gap fillers, be the players that kind of make it all work, find a way to make it all work. You know what Vooch is, you know what Damar is, you know what Zach is. They were the most played three-man rotation in the NBA last season, so you know what basically they're going to bring. You need people who are going to fill in the gaps that they have there, fill in the holes that they, that they have there, and I think that a P. Will and, and Kobe White taking a step this season as starters is much more important than having Javon Carter and Torrey Craig starting. Now, I do think that there is a world, especially if P. Will doesn't bring it, that we could see uh, Torrey Craig move in there. And I do see that if there's a world where, hey, Kobe's had a great preseason. But if that doesn't maintain over the course of the season, I can see a world in which Javon Carter moves in there as well. But ultimately, I think You want those young players to be getting those reps. You want those young players to be getting those minutes. You want those young players to be in their roles because that is your future. And let's hope that it's a bright future that we see for the Chicago Bulls. Now, as far as point guard by committee, completely agree with you there. It's going to, it's like no point guard on the Chicago Bulls team is going to be a true half court facilitator. That's just not the way we're going to run this offense. That's not the way this team ran. This team didn't even run that way when we had Lonzo in this team, right? It's going to be moving the ball around more. You're going to have Zach doing some of the ball handling, DeMar doing some of the ball handling, especially if he's doing more of his facilitating type thing, right? So, and and playing through Vooch a little bit more, allowing Kobe to kind of roam on that perimeter, come off screens, maybe even a P-Will screen, right? Those are type of things that you want. And so you're not going to get that true half court. And none of the point guards we really have are that type of point guard, but that's fine. You can still utilize the ball handling that they do have, the intelligence that they do have, the playmaking that they do have in unique ways to add versatility to that offense. And that's up to Billy Donovan to get the most out of those players to do that. So we'll see if it ends up happening. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's from Shay. What's up, hey? It's Shay. You know, with all, you know, with the, Waving of Carly Jones, do you think we're going to use that roster spot and sign Derek Favors or maybe sign a guy like Jermichael Green? I really think we should use it for one of our, for some front court depth. But that's just me. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. What will the Bulls do with Carly Jones' roster spot? And here's what I'll say on that. By the way, shout out to uh, Steve O for dropping the emergency video on Carly Jones being waived uh, by the Chicago Bulls. But here's what I'll say on that. I, I think personally, that um, they're not going to do anything with it right away. Keep in mind, the Chicago Bulls are right below that luxury tax area. If they do fill out that roster spot, I think it's going to be more towards the end of the season. I don't think they're going to really try to do anything right away now. When you look at the roster, it kind of makes sense, right? We have the one thin spot that we really do have is potentially center, right? With having Vooch and Drummond, if one of those guys gets hurt, you don't have another true center on the roster. But knowing it's Billy Donovan, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays some 
Julian Phillips there. If he plays some Torrey Craig there as a small ball five, in a case like that, in an emergency, Vooch is missing one or two games, right? If it goes to a long-term type injury, that's where the concern becomes even even greater, right? But um, So I do see that now. I don't think we're going to bring in Jermichael Green. I don't think we're going to bring in a Norland's Noel. I don't, I don't think. I wouldn't be surprised if we do. It depends, right? But because they're veteran minimums would basically put the Bulls right at the luxury tax, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that come for the Chicago Bulls this, up, this upcoming season. But, hey, we'll end up seeing with that. But that's a great question from Shay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this mailbag episode. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.